Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Well, well, today I'm going to talk about something which I have avoided talking about for at least a week, uh, and that's with regard to the Malaysian Airlines uh, news story that's been all the rage all over the internet, uh, all over Reddit, all over Twitter. Of course, we're talking about uh, Malaysian Airlines MH370 that disappeared back in 2014, and now there's some video that has emerged that uh, tries to, basically, people are saying that this is uh, how it disappeared. Uh, this is this was Malaysian Airlines 370, that, and there were these orbs floating around, uh, zooming around it, and it caused some sort of a, something to happen that made it disappear. Well, um, I don't, I, I don't think there's enough information there to make any sort of judgment on this. They're just not, and I don't think we're ever going to get all the information we ever need on this. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to start with an, an article that appeared in Newsweek, Newsweek a few days ago. Fact check, do video show MH370 Boeing teleported away by UFOs? And it says here, a demand for answers surrounding the dis disappearance of Malaysia Airlines flight MH370 and the fate of its passengers has not stopped since it went missing nearly a decade ago. The red-eye flight from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing took off on March 8, 2014 with 239 passengers and crew on board. But shortly after takeoff, the flight vanished from radar screens and was never seen again. Now, let me just stop there for a second. Now, over, over the course of several years after this incident, there has been some debris that was found in different places, including some luggage. I mean, a lot of different things have been found and that has been suspected to have come from this craft that some people, a lot of people believe that just crashed into the ocean. But now people are saying, no, it, was, it, it went to some sort of a porthole because of these orbs. Uh, anyway, I, I'm not sure if I'm there with that. That's what I'm saying. It says here, with the recent interest in UFO sightings, several social media users began sharing unusual footage of what looked like an aircraft surrounded by flying orbs, attributing it to the missing Malaysian plane. A Reddit post sent on August 7th on the subreddit RUFOs, which received 4,900 upvotes, and that was just, that, this was since the 9th, I mean, it's a lot more now, included what looked like ultraviolet footage of a plane encircled by three moving dots. It was followed by another clip appearing to show the same phenomenon. Reddit user Volcaro, who uploaded the video, suggested someone here might have information about when this was taken and where. A number of comments underneath the video suggested it could be linked to Malaysia Airlines Flight MH370. A post on X, formerly Twitter, posted on August 8, 2023, included the same footage and stated UFO video uploaded in 2014 showing three orb UFOs taking Malaysia Airlines MH370. Despite some speculation that the footage is of the missing Malaysia Airlines flight, the video was debunked several months ago. Fact checkers at France 24's Observers team in March investigated the film, which appeared in TikTok that repeated the same allegations. Observers found that the original footage was linked to a video from May 2014 that made no mention of MH370, only airliner and UFO. So let me just stop there for a second. So this has been around for a long time, and now all of a sudden we're making a connection with this. Uh, and all these years later. Speaking to video analysis experts, it found that later uploads of the video began describing it as a simulation of what the disappearance of Malaysia Airlines flight MH370 may have looked like. One editing expert said the video was likely a graphic creation. Yeah, let me just stop there for a second. Again, 
we don't know where what where this came from. I mean, we don't know who put this out or where you know is, is satellite is caught from satellite imagery. I mean, we don't know where this came from. There's no real information to really corroborate anything here. I mean, this could have been a simulation that somebody just made back in 2014, and now over time, uh, it's become the oh, this is what happened to the Malaysia Airlines that disappeared back then. That's what it seems like to me. I think we're making much ado about nothing on this. And, and, and even if it is, and here's the issue I have, even if this is, right, even if this is, we're never going to be able to pr prove it. Anyway, continuing with this article, it says, an analysis by Hoaxi included in the same article also noted that the second part of the footage could be traced to a military satellite, NROL-33, which wasn't launched until after the disappearance of MH370. It points out the call sign of the craft in the bottom left of the video, which can be partially seen in the footage posted on Reddit. Even subsequent attempts to share the video as proof of UFO interference with MH370 have included the same call sign information. Uh, and then it says here, Newsweek previously investigated other bogus claims about MH370, including photos incorrectly attributed to the missing aircraft. Um, and then they give their ruling on this, and they give it a complete, absolute false. They say the video shared on Reddit is not footage of Malaysia Airlines flight MH370. It was posted online in 2014 with no reference to that aircraft, although subsequent uploads of the same video began to mention the missing plane. One of the clips in the video film captured by a satellite that wasn't launched until after MH370's disappearance. So, uh, I don't think, I, I based on this, I don't know if it is, I mean, I don't, I don't see how anybody could say for sure what it is, what, what this film, it could, it could have been just complete uh, a complete CGI fabrication that somebody put out as a simulation, and now it's... Uh, graduated into becoming uh, part of the uh, explanation for Malaysia Airlines 370, which, by the way, hey, could have been, could have had something to do with uh, extraterrestrials because we know that these things do happen sometimes. We do know that, but we just don't have the proof when it comes to this. We just don't have it. Now, on, on Reddit, there's been a lot of stuff on Reddit about this, a lot of people trying to break it down, a lot of people trying to prove, say one way or the other what it is, and somebody had something on here. I'll leave the link for this so you can check it out for yourself, uh, and it says MH370 weather satellite images of video coordinates, and somebody provided the, tried to see if they could match it with some of the weather patterns at the time but i don't want to even talk about that because that's it's very complicated i'm not going to get into that but i thought some of the comments that came that were underneath here were very interesting and i i have to agree with these comments okay there was a comment here from baby faced janitor and he says this the fact of the matter is that we will never be able to confirm this video without some kind of insider to confirm it we may be able to disprove this video but we will never be able to prove it as authentic because of this, it will never flip a skeptic, and its value is largely subjective. It is, at most, without verification and interest piece. I just hope that everybody who desperately wants want this video to be authentic are aware of that. The debunkers are always at an advantage without a verifiable and credible source from inside. Our best bet is that these bunk wars draw the attention of somebody inside and they come forward to whistleblower, if it's authentic. Yeah, that's the only way we're ever going to find out if it's authentic, if somebody from the inside were to presents some sort of information that shows us, oh yeah, this is authentic. Here, 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 here we have this, we can show you. But I don't think we're ever going to get that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And then another user, Mantis Awakening. I like that name. This is true, even if uh, even if events of which we have insider accounts. The Navy videos are still disregarded by skeptics despite having testimony from people involved. People generally only believe what they want to believe. A huge amount of research has been done showing that it's very hard to change someone's mind with facts, especially if doing so challenges their worldview. If you want an example of that, just look at Mick West's response to this. He refuses to even look at it. Keep in mind that Mick is a huge advocate for crowdsourcing analysis of things, but in truth, he's interested in crowdsourcing for debunking paranormal incidents, not validating them. So yeah, somebody like Mick West won't even look at this because why should he? Um, we don't even know where it came from. So someone like him, he's better off just staying away from it. Um, and let's hear, here, here was another comment from Bad Advice Bot. There, are, there have been many analysis done so far on the MH370 video, some undoubtedly coming from either skeptical or believer viewpoints, but many with a neutral position. The fact that this video cannot be conclusively debunked is probably the main reason for his reluctance to analyze. Yeah. Yep, it'd be hard to. Deb- I mean, I, you just don't know where it came from. You don't. But there's no real background. There's nobody saying, "Yeah, here's where I got this from." There's nobody there. It's like almost like the skinny Bob stuff. You, who, I, I don't. I know. I get. I get flack for this from from some of my followers who believe that the skinny Bob videos are real. But the fact of the matter is, there's. We don't know where that came from. We don't know who put the. To me, it looks like it could have been CGI. I don't think it's real. I don't think Skinny Bob's real. And and I don't know. I'm not sure about this. I don't know. I just don't think there's enough information. I don't think we're ever going to get enough information on it. I just think I don't think I think we're making a big ado about nothing. Um, and I, 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 to me, this kind of stuff actually doesn't help ufology. Doesn't help the the court. Doesn't help you, the UFO community. It really doesn't because. We just don't have enough. Now, I thought, surprisingly, now some people say, well, hey, yeah, well, what about you and the Vegas alien? Well, yeah, the Vegas alien was a different story because we actually had people, the, the at least one of the people that uh, was there commenting on it. Talk. We know who, who these people were. We knew that it was a family in Vegas and there was some kid named Angel who was talking about it. It was a different kind of story. We, I, you know, there was, uh, there was video that they took and we there was some sort of, I, I think that there was something there. I don't think it was a hoax or anything like that. Uh, I actually had crime scene reconstruction expert Scott Roder come on the show and he identified what he believed looked like something there, like there was something moving toward these people and that thing did not look human. So, I mean, who, it's, to me, it's, this is apples and oranges. There, there's some cases where I think there are probably hoaxes, like I think Skinny Bob, is that's a hoax. This one here, I don't know what to say about it because I just don't know. There's not enough information about it. And then there's some cases where I think there are there is some uh, veracity to them. I think, like for instance, the the Vegas alien thing was has some veracity to it. I think that there's still something there. I think it has legs, and I don't think it's it has not been disproven. And then of course there's uh, the Peru alien stuff. I think that that needs more investigation. I don't think we have enough there right now. Um, 
but again, I, I, with this one here, I'm just, I'm, I'm not there. Like I would probably lean toward this is, this is, this is, could be anything. It could be, could be, could have been CGI, could have been something that just made a, uh, did, did this for fun, right? Back in 2014, that year, because it seems like this video has been around since that, since that time. Or, uh, it could be that somebody leaked it back then. I don't think so, but who knows? There's just not enough information to, to make uh, 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 an educated comment on this, really. We just don't know. We just don't have enough. Um, and then, of course, there are there was some debris that some people that have been, that have been has been recovered in the years afterward, and a lot of that debris was it was suspected that it came from that plane. Uh, so that's where I'm at with it. I mean, if it went into a wormhole, why was there debris there? I, I don't know if it is the debris from that plane. We just don't know. I don't think we're ever going to get an answer on this one. I just don't think we will. Uh, it's been almost uh, 10 years now, and we're still not anywhere with it. And it's really a tragedy uh, when you really think about the, you know, all the families that were affected by something like this. Um, you have to wonder, actually, something that did come to my mind, you know, insurance pays for these things. Like, say, say in the future, at some point, we're able to prove that some disappearances of aircraft or maybe crashes of aircraft were actually caused by extraterrestrial craft. Is insurance going to cover that stuff? Are they going to pay the bills? Are they going to pay the uh, the retribution that's going to be definitely, most certainly uh, sought after by family members who lost loved ones? I mean, you have to wonder how things will change in the future once this is proven. Uh, once we know, once we have the uh wherewithal to actually know one way or the other because at some point as we as we uh progress right we're going to be able to when these things happen like uh strange things like the disappearance of this malaysian craft uh, aircraft back in 2014 we're not going to be left you know with a mystery wrapped inside of a riddle inside of an enigma we're going to at some point in the future that we're going to have technology where that stuff like that will never happen again and and if in fact something like that does happen in the future where we're able to say hey there was some ufos that caused this this wasn't this wasn't any engine problems or anything like that so you know how's that going to be handled it's going to be interesting to see how we uh progress in that uh in that way later on <clears throat> but anyway like I, I was looking at some other older stories like there was things like weird things have happened over the over the over the decades where there's been disappearances there's been a lot of military incidents where craft have disappeared which i've talked about here before i've also talked about the 1978 disappearance of frederick valentich uh the uh australian pilot a young australian pilot he was a young man who was flying a light aircraft uh over the bass strait at night and uh he disappeared. He reported seeing a UFO was hovering over him. Uh, it was there was some sort of a green light, weird green light coming out of it. And uh, next thing you know, there was some sounds of metal that was that the uh, that they heard coming over his radio. And then he that was it. Nobody ever heard from him again. What happened to Valentich? Now some people over the years have said, well, he, he committed suicide. That's what it was. Well, that's not what he was talking. I mean, again, with the the, the story was all has always been that. You know, he was talking about a UFO on there. I mean, that's that's what he said he saw, and then he disappeared. I think that sometimes this happens. Unfortunately, I think I do think that UFOs do cause this. And and you, there was an incident that happened in 1973, where it could have been, or it almost might have been, actually, a disappearance of a helicopter of an army helicopter. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you probably heard of this story. It's about uh, uh, Lieutenant Coyne. We're going to talk. I want to talk about this. There's an article here I pulled up from the Huffington Post about this. An Army helicopter's UFO scare still a mystery. Forty years later, and this is this article is actually 50 years now because this is article is 10 years old. But I'll leave the link for it so you can check it out uh, for yourself. But it says here. Um, let me scroll up here. The commander of the helicopter, Major Larry Coyne and his crew, thought at first that the light on the horizon was a radio tower beacon. We were flying about twenty-five. We were flying at about twenty-five hundred feet when the crew chief on the helicopter observed the red light on the east horizon. He then informed me that the light was closing on the helicopter, that it was coming in, coming at us on a collision cor- course. Coyne told this reporter in nineteen seventy-five. I looked to the right and observed that the object became bigger and the light became brighter, and I began to descend the helicopter toward the ground to get out of the collision course path. We were descending, and this object was like a missile locked onto the helicopter, only it came at us on a perpendicular angle to hit us almost broadside. It looked like we were going to collide with it, and we braced for impact, and then I heard the crewman in the back say, look up, and I observed this craft stopped directly in front of us, stopped. It was hovering right over the helicopter. It's an amazing story. Amazing story. Now, the other interesting thing about this story, too, is that there were people on the ground that saw this. They were in a car. A family in a car were looking up, and they were watching all this action unfold at 11 o'clock at night in in the skies over Ohio. With the unknown object hovering in the air above the helicopter, Coyne and his crew suddenly noticed a light coming out of the left end of it, a light that swung 90 degrees and came into their cabin. It was a bright green light, and all of the red night lights that we utilized for night navigation were dissolved in this green light. The whole cabin turned green. It hit all of us directly in the face. Coyne and his crew knew they were encountering something extraordinary. We assumed it was a high-performance fighter, but when it stopped directly in front of us, then all four of us realized that was no high-performance aircraft. This craft, from the angle that we saw it, was cigar-shaped. It had no wings, no vertical or horizontal stabilizer. It was approximately 60 feet long, 15 to 20 feet in height. What occurred next was like something out of science fiction. We were at 1,700 feet, Coin recalled. Then this craft began to move slowly to the west away from us. At this time, I was worried we were going to hit the ground, and I looked at my altimeter, and our helicopter was at 3,500 feet, climbing 1,000 feet a minute with no changes in the control. We went from 1,700 feet to 3,500 feet in a matter of seconds and never knew it. The helicopter topped out at 3,800 feet, and the four men felt like a, felt a bump, like turbulence, at which time we had control of the aircraft again. I had control, and we went back down to 2,500 feet and then continued on to Cleveland, Coyne said. As far as the vehicle itself, there's no doubt in our minds what it looked like. A craft that can move at terrific speeds in excess of 1,000 knots and then stop on a dime, maintains altitude, can change altitude, climb, descend. To encounter a UFO when it approaches your aircraft, you have no idea what it is. I think if it wanted to collide with us, it could have. You can't get away from it. You don't have that much time to respond. Lending credibility to this case were eyewitnesses on the ground who observed the UFO helicopter encounter. The Army didn't prevent Coyne and his crew from speaking out about their experience. In fact, Coyne was allowed to recount the UFO incident to the United Nations in 1978. 
Okay, I'm not going to read the whole article here, but I will leave the link so you can check it out for yourself. I mean, it's a very interesting case, but I mean, again, this was similar to what Valentich would actually say later on to the air traffic control. He said there was a green light coming out of this thing, and then he disappeared, never never to be seen again. A green light in the coin incident, in the Colonel Coin incident, was what was causing that helicopter to just to lift, totally lost control. But then somehow, for some reason, it let it, the UFO let it go. These things happen. I mean, maybe they might have they might have been uh, disappeared by extraterrestrials maybe the fact that there was a some people on the ground watching this maybe that's the reason that it was let go we just don't know we don't know why why extraterrestrials would want to do this uh who knows take them back to, to uh take them for examination use them use us for food who what's the purpose we have no idea uh but th- this seems to happen sometimes but uh when it comes to this Air, uh, malaysian airlines case well I just don't know. I just don't see. I, I I don't think there's enough evidence there to say one thing, one way or another. But anyway, I want to talk about some other things here. There was a, a recent exchange between uh, some reporter and a, a, a White House representative, actually John Kirby. Uh, he's a retired rear adm- admiral in the United States Navy, and now he's the coordinator for strategic communications at the National Security Council in the White House. And uh, he was, during a recent uh, press uh, conference, he made this statement. Uh, David Rush, who sat on a U.S. Air Force panel on UAPs, he says that he was informed of a UAP crash retrieval and reverse en- engineering program based on interviewing 40 witnesses over four years. Does such a program exist, and do you believe that the American people deserve to know if it does? I have no information on that uh, to provide for you today, one way or the other. I would just say what I said la- last week when I got asked about this. Uh, we obviously take uh, the issue of uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon seriously. There's a whole office at the Pentagon that has stood up to analyze the data, collect reports, collate those reports, and forward them up appropriately. Uh, and that's, I think, testament to the fact that, uh, that we know that uh, in some cases, uh, these phenomena have impacted military training, have then impacted military readiness. But these, this hearing today does seem to have brought this issue to kind of a new level of public consciousness. And so I wonder if, if the president believes that these claims warrant further investigation. Do you guys see some of these claims and allegations as, as credible? If the president didn't believe that the sightings by pilots were serious enough to be, to be considered, he wouldn't have wanted the Pentagon to stand up an office to, to look at this, to analyze the data, to collect reports, to provide a system by which uh, we can collate the information and better figure out what we've got here. But that work's ongoing. Uh, so if, if, you're, if your question is, uh, you know, we, do we think we need to be transparent with the American people? Of course we, we, we need to be as transparent as we can be. But the truth is, Jeremy, we don't have hard and fast answers on these things. We are trying to get smarter on it. Now that's interesting. Um, uh, uh, somebody on Twitter, Marek VR, who's always talking about UFOs, he pointed out that asked. Here's what he said about that. He said, asked directly about David Grush's allegations of a secret UAP retrieval and reverse engineering effort. The White House dodges an opportunity to flatly deny the claims. Curvy pivots to how UAP have impacted military training and military readiness. Yep. So he changed the subject. He didn't want to talk about it. Yep. Didn't want to talk about it. So, yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, I'll tell you what. The way things are going right now, if you don't believe this stuff, if, you, if you're if you somebody who's still on the fence and still, like, uh, 
sitting there wide-eyed and, 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 and brainwashed and listening to the debunkers tell you what's what, then you're really dumb. That's all I got to say. You know, the people, the people who have not accepted this, they, you know who they remind me of? They remind me of, those, of all those morons in the movie. You ever see the movie The Poseidon Adventure? It was a big hit back from the early 70s. I remember watching this when I was a kid. And in this movie, this uh, luxury liner was on its final cruise. And it was around, it was on New Year's Eve. And uh, Leslie Nielsen was the captain. Anyway, they get hit by this giant tidal wave. It turns the ship upside down, right? And all, at the same time, just after New Year's Eve, right? Right when it hits the, the, the clock hits midnight, they turn upside down. And so the ship's up, this big old luxury, luxury liner on its final cruise turns upside down, hits, hits hit by a tidal wave, and all these people are in this ballroom celebrating New Year's Eve, and a lot of them get killed when the, when the tidal wave hits. But the survivors uh, start, some of the survivors realize, well, any kind of rescue effort is going to have to come through the bottom of the boat because we're upside down now. And there's like, I don't know, maybe 50 people that, are, that survived in this ballroom, and only 10 of them realize, they're the only ones that try to get to safety, try to, you know, uh, climb up to the bottom. You know, they try to get out of it. The rest of them won't go. And because they, the, the purser there tells them, hey, well, everyone stay here. Don't, help is going to help. Help is on its way and all this kind of stuff. But the rest of these 10 people are like, what are you talking about? The help is going to have to come through the bottom of the boat. That's the only way we're going to get out. We're going to have to climb all the way up uh, to the propeller shaft. It's, it's where the, 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 the metal skin of the ship is the thinnest that's where the, any kind of rescue effort is going to come so we got to go up there that's where we got to go climb to the bottom and the purser tells all these other people hey no no there's no it's not they stay here help will get it help, help will come to us so anyway the other people can't the 10 people can't talk to about 30 or 40 people in the coming with them and so they climb up this big christmas tree up uh, that that was set up for christmas they climb up this christmas tree to try to start climbing to the bottom of the boat and they they all climb up to the the next level and uh, after they do, all of a sudden, the, the boat starts blowing up and sinking a little bit further. The whole ballroom gets filled with water and all those idiots that, I mean, they, they just couldn't ex- realize what was going on here. They, they, they had no common sense. And that's how I feel when I, when I see people talking about UFOs and, the, and they don't believe that there's an extraterrestrial presence here. It's the same way like these dum-dums in the Beside Adventure who decided, yeah, yeah uh, just, let's just stay where we are instead of trying to save ourselves. And they start climbing up to the bottom. And on their way, they, there's actually more people they run into. And, and they're actually, these other people are, are walking toward the, uh, to the bow. And when, when they should be going to the stern. And, and these 10 people, can, they can't convince those people. Because the, the, the bow is underwater by this point. They can't convince those people. And it's just a whole bunch of dummies in this movie that just don't they have no common sense. And that's what it feels like with the UFO phenomenon to me. I mean, there's just so much stuff out there at this point. So many stories, like some of the ones we just talked about, like the uh, the Colonel Coyne incident from 1973 with the helicopter. I mean, how many witnesses are you talking about? There was four people in the helicopter. There was the, the family in the car that watched it from the ground. I mean, there's just so much stuff out there. That's just one small little case, you know, one little grain of sand in a, in, a, in, a, in a beach of sand. It's just incredible how many things have happened over the years, but yet we have to... Uh, we have these idiots out there who just can't accept it. And here you have the White House. You have somebody, a, a representative of the White House, that's basically playing word games here. Doesn't want to go and doesn't want to talk about it. You know, d- uh, pivots to something else. Doesn't want to uh, make a, give a clear answer one way or the other. That's because they know. 
They know. There's something here. There, and, and there is a reverse engineering program. There has been. There is a crash retrieval program. There's, there's way more than enough evidence to this. We just don't have the actual physical evidence that would shut the, the skeptics up. That's what we need. And hopefully at some point we're going to get it. Yeah, I'd love to come across something myself. If I did, I'll tell you what. Wow, that would be great. It'd be great to finally, like if I came across something myself, I mean, how awesome would that be? I would make sure that I would take measures that no way, no secret control group could, would be able to swoop in and take it away from me before I presented it to the right people and, and showed it online somehow. I would make sure, I'd make sure all my ducks were in order before I did anything, if I were ever to come across something to prove this. I think an extraterrestrial being, a dead one you find somewhere, that would be probably perfect, you know, and a craft, just like Roswell. Except this time, don't call up the police, don't call up the uh, Air Force, don't call up anybody except for people who are in the UFO community who could help get this information, spread this information around and get the, uh, all the evidence with it to, to certain scientists who are interested in this uh, to study it and, and make an announcement. That's probably what we're going to... That might be the only way we're going to do it is ourselves somehow because I, our governments don't want to do this. They don't want us to go there. They want to keep this thing secret. Uh, they're worried about. I mean, there's a lot of billionaires running around on yachts right now. We got them. They, they're worried that if that if this information comes out well, uh, then it's going to turn the economy upside down. People aren't going to want to do anything. They have all these crazy. They're all worried about themselves. They don't care about the advancements of advancement of humanity. They just want to make sure that they live fancy lives and mansions and 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 luxury 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 yachts. And uh, that's how they want to move forward. And they just don't care about. Uh, the advancement of humankind, uh, apparently. I don't know. I, just, I guess I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of people, there are some people in the know that, that are very rich and have lots of influence and power, and they don't want this to come out because it might uh, impact their lives, their lifestyles. They just want to, they want to keep the status quo so they just live a life of, of the life of Riley and what, while the rest of us roll around in the muck, you know, with no answers. They get the answers though, but we don't. We don't get the answers. They get to have answers, but we, we don't get them. They don't like they, they don't care about the human race. They only care about themselves. Anyway. Thanks for joining me. Until next time.